0: Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, org. Hey guys, this is Suzanne. I'm, gosh, I'm always amazed at what pops in front of my face um, on a regular basis. And this week is no exception. I received some information from a woman who moved from the state of Oregon, Oregon City area, and now she lives in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. There are things going on in Coeur d'Alene. Who would have guessed? I mean, she fled Oregon, right, to get to Coeur d'Alene, and um, things aren't going so great there. Hmm. So we just put out a press release. We get noticed. We're getting noticed. I'm going to share some names with you, people who've opened that. Pretty impressive, actually. And we're proud of the fact that now we're being paid attention to up here in the northwest. Yeah, people like Hugh Hewitt, Laura Ingram, Lars Larson, uh, Tommy Laren—pretty cool. So this is all about Curtlaine, Idaho, and how they uh, tried to speak up at a meeting uh, held by the school board. So we're titling this press release. Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, media falsely accuses parents of violence. Now, how many of you have experienced that? I hope you will email us at director at com. The Coeur d'Alene School Board called a special meeting, and it was scheduled for September 24th at 1 p.m. to reconsider the implementation of a mask mandate. All the parents received an invitation by direct email. So this invitation read, Dear Parents and Guardians, the Chair of the Board of Trustees has called a special meeting for Friday, September 24th at 1 p.m. to consider changes in the District's COVID-19 operating plan. The meeting will be held at the Midtown Meeting Center on North 5th Street and will be streamed live on the district's YouTube channel. The board will consider two changes. Number one, requiring masks to be worn by staff, students and visitors on a temporary basis to help mitigate the soaring rate of the new COVID cases and hospitalizations locally. And number two, clarifying language With respect to quarantine requirements, reconsideration of the board's position on masks comes in response to local pediatricians seeing a surge in children contracting COVID-19 and more serious illness as a result of the Delta variant. The high rate of transmission of the Delta variant in our community and the current crisis that Kootenai Health and other area hospitals confront in providing care to COVID-19 patients and others in need of critical care. As of today, we are aware of 25 employees, 156 students who are out with an active COVID-19 infection. Since the start of the school year, we have received reports of 303 positive test results among our students and staff. And currently, we have 405 students and 40 employees who are isolated at home due to pending or positive test results, COVID symptoms, or exposure to another person with COVID, Coeur Public Schools. I'd like to make a comment and the comment is that I believe I was just exposed to COVID uh, last weekend. You know I feel great. Spent about five hours with our grandson who was later uh, diagnosed that evening by his mother. She gave him a test from the drugstore and we were notified my husband and I, and we waited, and we waited. But in the meantime, we had contact with an adult woman who made some interesting comments to us. Uh, she was very concerned to learn that we had been with this uh, 11-year-old the day before and that he had tested positive for COVID, and she was afraid that her, she and her entire family were in grave danger and expressed great concern about it and and literally decided not to speak to us again until she's ready. So, I've been thinking about that in relation to this subject because just because you are exposed to something that doesn't mean you have it and you can spread it. Number 1, I'm a parent and a grandparent and this is usually the way it goes <laughs> unless you actively have have an infection or, or a virus, you can't spread it unless you actually have it. I mean, that's pretty, cl- that's pretty clear, pretty basic. So just because people have tested positive also doesn't mean that everyone that they come in contact with is going to catch it, but also that it doesn't mean that they're going to be very, very sick with it. Now, the level of The sickness is really dependent on the individual and their ability to stave off the virus or to fight it. In other words, their own immune system. So if you have a compromised immune system, certainly you should be concerned about whoever you are with because number one, they don't always know if they have contracted this virus. The symptoms may be very mild and not even noticeable. My point is this, guys. The paranoia of people regarding the danger of the COVID-19 virus far exceeds reality. So I'm going to move on here with our press release. The local parent coalition responded by alerting others to attend and sent emails to the board. Parents, having changed their busy schedules and left work during the middle of the day to attend the meeting, were angered when they were told that capacity was limited, unlike previous meetings where standing room only was allowed. So these parents went to this meeting, which was to start at 1 p.m. in the afternoon on a Friday Typically, uh, there was no issue. They let people into the room. Or in one other instance, reports of parents who lived there, there was another meeting uh, with parents, with the community, and the board in order to get feedback from the community about the mask mandates. There was never any limitation to the number of people who could enter the room. Now, these were very peaceful parents, and they were waiting to go into a meeting until they were told that they were not going to be allowed into the meeting. They were invited to attend just a few hours earlier. You can imagine how you would feel. You changed your schedule, went to this meeting, you're waiting outside, talking with your friends. Someone of the district steps out and addresses the crowd. They were told that capacity was limited because of fire code. And unlike the previous meetings we discussed, where standing room only was allowed, they were going to limit the number who could enter the room. Well, you can imagine the crowd became upset. Um, A lot of them had taken off work and, and they were looking forward to attending the meeting. So after a few minutes of people voicing their disapproval, it was announced the meeting had been canceled. Now some in the crowd became a little bit more (laughs) verbal, um, shouting actually, and later some went down to the district building office, which was about two and a half miles away, asking to be heard there. So that's the short and sweet of it, guys. That's, you know, that's pretty much what happened in a very simplistic way. There are lots of ways that the story has been told. The first video that we viewed was a uh, news report by the local television station who featured a young, attractive woman reporting on the situation. Uh, She characterized the parents and citizens as a, quote, crowd of angry pot- protesters. Well, actually, they were a group of parents of citizens who were gathered in front of a building and waiting to enter the, the meeting room, a meeting that they were invited to. And, <laughs> and it's obvious that fake news is alive and well in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho parents now feel very disenfranchised because of the false accusations made by the reporter and district administrators. Their character has been mischaracterized. Local media coverage is especially alarming. The headline reads, Anti-Mask Protesters Lead to Cancellation of Coeur d'Alene School Board Meeting District Office lockdown. The protest did not lead to the cancellation. That is a lie. It was canceled because there were more people than the district office could handle. Pure and simple. At least that's what it appears to be on the surface. Coeur d'Alene news station KREM is obviously sensationalizing the event using terms like anti-mask instead of pro-mask choice, and protesters instead of concerned parents. And they didn't gather outside of the Midtown meeting room on 5th Street. They were invited to attend a meeting. There are more exaggerations. Quote, the mob, estimated at up to 200 people, unquote, is an overstatement. The crowd was not a mob, and by estimation, looking at the footage, appeared to be about half that size. The reporter also stated, quote, From from my view of the outside, it is extremely hostile. Well, that's his opinion. But it never got so hostile that there were arrests made, right? Oh, he also went on to say, expletives are being screamed, and police are needing to hold people back, and board members are leaving safely, unquote. Mr. Maben, who is the representative from the school district, also made some other uh, characterizations, and he needs to check his facts. The group of attendees were waiting patiently in line in front of the district building. They weren't a wild mob of protesters. Uh, There was no evidence of violence or threat to safety. In actuality, not one bit. And it was not until after the announcement was made to the group, the meeting was canceled. And only then did they express their frustration by shouting and chanting and calling for no more masks. Remember, they went there to express their opinions about a possible mask mandate. Police did not share the same story as the district representative, Scott Maben, described. Quote, it was simply a situation with people passionate about their views, Coeur police captain Dave Hager said, noting Crowd signs were against a mask mandate. The crowd got loud and boisterous, he said, but there's really no violence to speak of. Employees called the police office because they were, quote, concerned for their safety. They didn't know what was going to happen, so they immediately assumed that they were not safe, but that was not a fact that they were not safe. No arrests were made, and there were no assaults or injuries reported, according to Hager. You can watch the videos of these uh, news stories, and also another video that was taken by a parent who recorded the footage uh, that is on an email that we are sending out, and we will um, put the link to that email in our show notes. Well, we also know that there's a little bit of a parallel here, which is very fascinating. It's extremely frustrating when the news doesn't report accurately, isn't it? And that happened on January 6th at our nation's capital. Remember that, the storming of the Capitol? Well, guess what? Just recently, FBI operatives involved in the January 6th riot is confirmed. And the news clip from Tucker Carlson's show recently is also included in the newsletter that that we're sending out. So what's going on here? Something ain't right. What's the other side of the story? Is the school board and or superintendent setting parents and citizens up For bad press? Kind of seems that way, doesn't it? You know, the situation could have been prevented easily. Over the last three years, Parents' Rights in Education members have attended multiple school board meetings, uh, curriculum review sessions, and work sessions. And like any other event, organizers plan for attendance based on community interest, and past experience. Coeur d'Alene School District, having recently held similar meetings, was aware of the community concern. I mean, they were very aware of it. So why did they fail to accommodate the number of attendees? There was absolutely no mention of the limited capacity included in the invitation. They had foreknowledge that this could happen and they should have had a plan B and let people know about it in advance. You know, people are very understanding and expect limitations when they know the rules. This is what I think about all of this. At the very least, in the spirit of community understanding, a public apology to the citizens of Coeur from the new station and the school district is in order. We can learn from this situation. Absolutely. What would I have told those parents to do in the case that took place? Well, one thing they did that was brilliant was to video what actually did happen that day. And I hope you'll watch it. It's in the news alert and the link is in show notes. In addition, I would have encouraged them not to to go to the district office, not to take it further, not to walk that two and a half miles down the street to the district office, because that just incited um, and created more issues against them. Even though they didn't break any laws, they they were not uh, doing anything illegal whatsoever, uh, it just from a PR standpoint would have been a better decision to just avoid doing that. I do hope that there will be many letters written to the local newspaper and a public apology demanded from the media and the school district for mischaracterizing what you and I and everyone else knows was a legal and peaceful response And actually, it was warranted because of the disorganization displayed by the local school district. The media, in particular, should be put on notice that characterizing citizens' request for a seat at the table when it comes to their children, is irresponsible and unconscionable. Using the media to spread lies about parents and the community, the school system, and everything else that's going on in our country today is not acceptable, and we will not take it any longer. We know what they're doing, and we're going to call them on it. We stand for parents and their rights. They have real rights, not some fake rights that so many groups claim. We stand for the fundamental right of parents to raise their children and firmly believe that children belong to their families, not to the state, the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. We're committed to equality and equal protections for all parents and all families. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization, and that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org and click on the donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher and this... Parents' Rights, now.